Aristotle was 42 years old. Alexander was 13. But not surprisingly, it was Alexander who won hands down. The headstrong young pupil learned absolutely nothing from his tutor during the three years of their association. Or so the story goes. Aristotle was convinced of the superiority of the Greeks to all other races. In his eyes, the finest leader would be a Homeric hero such as Achilles, whose mind had been exposed to the latest advances in Greek civilization, and he believed that in man's mind lay an ability to subdue the entire world. There's no denying that Alexander bore an uncanny resemblance to this blueprint, even if he did not turn out quite as Aristotle might have wished. But we can only speculate on this meeting of minds, about which curiously little is known. What is known is that in payment for his services, Aristotle asked Philip to rebuild his birthplace, Stagira, which had inadvertently been reduced to rubble during one of Philip's recent campaigns in the Halkidiki Peninsula. And there is evidence that while Alexander was on his great expedition of conquest, he sent back assorted unknown plants and a zoo of exotic animals for his old tutor to classify. Horticultural law has it that this was how the first rhododendrons reached Europe from Central Asia. If so, Aristotle must have misclassified this species. Rhododendron means rose tree in ancient Greek. In 336 BC, Philip of Macedon was assassinated, and the sixteen-year-old Alexander assumed the throne. After speedily executing all other possible claimants and embarking on a few preliminary blitzkrieg campaigns through Macedonia, Albania, up through Bulgaria and across the Danube, and down through Greece, reducing Thebes to a smoking ruin en route, Alexander set off on his campaign to conquer the known world. In practice, this included North Africa and Asia as far as Tashkent and northern India. Fortunately, Aristotle's geography lessons hadn't mentioned China, whose existence was unknown to the West at this time. Meanwhile, Aristotle had returned to Stagira. But before he had left Pella, Aristotle had recommended his cousin Callisthenes to Alexander for the position of court intellectual. This act of generosity was to prove all but fatal for Aristotle. Callisthenes was a bit of a blabbermouth, and Aristotle warned him about talking too much at court before he left. When Alexander set out on his world-beating campaign, he took along Callisthenes as his official historian. But while they were fighting their way through Persia, Callisthenes appears to have talked himself into a charge of treason, whereupon Alexander had him locked up in a portable cage— as Callisthenes trailed alongside the army in his cage, languishing in the desert heat, his body became covered with sores and crawling insects, until in the end Alexander became so sick of the sight of him that he threw him to a lion. But like all successful megalomaniacs, Alexander had his paranoid streak. He blamed Aristotle for Callisthenes' treachery. Alexander is said to have been on the point of signing orders for Aristotle's death, but in the end, he set off to conquer India instead. After spending five years in Stagira, Aristotle returned to Athens. Then, in 335 BC, Spusippus died, and the position of head of the academy once again fell vacant.
This time it was given to Aristotle's old friend Xenocrates, who was considered a suitably austere and dignified character, despite having once been awarded a gold crown, for his prowess in drinking at the Feast of Pitchers. Xenocrates was to die in office twenty years later, by tripping in the night and falling into a cistern. Aristotle was so miffed at being passed over once again that he decided to found a rival school of his own. This he established in a large gymnasium beyond the city walls beneath Mount Lysibetos. The gymnasium was attached to the nearby temple of Apollo Lysias, Apollo in the form of a wolf. Thus Aristotle's school became known as the Lyceum. The name lives on to this day, most appropriately in the French word lycée, though precisely why Aristotle's great school should also be commemorated in the names of ballrooms and theatres is not so clear. Aristotle's original Lyceum certainly taught a wide range of subjects, but ballroom dancing and acting...